0: Is male menopause a thing? I had the pleasure of interviewing James and Claire Davis from the Midlife Mentors podcast and 38 Degrees North lifestyle and fitness retreats. It's not since episode 10 with my lovely husband that I've had a male's perspective on hormones and aging. James is a rock star and you need to share this with all the men in your life, not just to educate on the highs and lows of menopause for women, but to shine a light on what midlife means for men. So welcome to the podcast of Sexy Aging. I've got double trouble, boom for my buck. Is that what we say? Yeah. <laughs> double trouble. Um, we've got Claire and James Davis from the Midlife Mentors team, and also you share a multi award winning coaching and fitness company called Thirty Eight Degrees North. Okay, who's talking first?
1: <laughs> oh me, I always talk
0: first. <laughs> Let's go, James. So love to hear. Attention. Yeah, you guys focus on midlife health and training and wellness and kind of the stuff that I'm really into, and that's why we're having a conversation. So tell us tell us about how you kind of thought, well, this might be a good avenue to go towards with your um, health and fitness backgrounds.
1: Sure. So um, we started our fitness retreat company, 38 Degrees North, uh, about oh, back in 2011, I think. Basically, uh, the concept of running Luxury Fitness Escapes starting in Ibiza and now we run them or we did run them before covid <laughs> in Ibiza and Marbella with pop up events in London so um, that was like our core business we started to notice that our clientele was kind of skewing slightly older like we're old. I'm I'm nearly 49 um you're 41 no 42 40 he
2: always he, he, your birthday he always says I'm a year younger than I am which is actually very sweet <laughs>
1: Uh, clear, I mean, all...
0: you're a baby, Clear. You're
1: a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we noticed our clientele was kind of like mid-30s upwards. We're seeing like similar themes for people. So then we're like, actually, you know, like how are we looking after our bodies? What are the things we do? What can we share with people to help them on this journey in midlife? Because especially like with not so much with clients, but with friends, we're seeing them kind of go wow, you know, I just accept the, the expanding waistline, the creaky joints, yeah. like it's downhill from here. And we're like, no, no, it doesn't have to be, right? There's stuff you can start doing for your mind, your body and your emotional state to, to make this a great time of your life. So that's, that's really yeah. where it came from.
0: Oh, I, I really love the idea. I was going to ask you, what does 38 degrees north stand for? So now I've got it. Um, And I've been to Ibiza twice. Yay. <laughs> I went Amazing. for my, girlf- my girlfriend's 50th birthday. It was off the chain. We had such a great time. Yeah, we don't have that mindset or that mentality of you hit a certain age and it's like, Rrr. you know, like we're like, okay, so what are the things that bring us joy? For yeah. us and our friends, it's dance, music, and that expression to be creative. So, and I think if you hold on to those little things, right—that the things that bring you joy—then you, you, yeah, okay. Your body is, you know, biologically, physiologically aging, but you, you've got so much going on up here. And of course, you yeah. can strip away all the bullshit, and it's life is fabulous. So, I'm really loving that you guys are starting to think, yeah, um, think beyond what happens from here because
2: it could be really amazing (laughs) I think um, I think a lot of people um, don't understand we call it the second act of your life but it can it can be really really exciting and it's all it really really does come down to mindset and I think one of the things we noticed a lot is that um, we heard once that when you get to midlife a lot of people um, stop behaving obviously in the way that they used to in their 20s when you're in your 20s and 30s um, and you, you're playing to win you've got like excitement you've got a goal you're kind of you know you're feeling okay what's going to fulfill me for the future but when you get to midlife you start playing not to lose the things that you've gathered around you that you think define you you know all the stuff all the material possessions, all those sorts of things um yeah. and then you become so many people become terrified of losing those things if they take any risks if they do anything outside the box so um, it's about, I suppose it's about helping people, midlifers feel safe that they can start taking smaller risks and actually start enjoying life again, rather than keeping themselves locked in this box, this self-identity that a lot of the time doesn't work for them anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the interesting thing is they've had so much life experience, but they still want to stay in the box. It's like, yeah. How do, how do you make that happen? How do you make that happen for the rest of your life? You've got skills. Compassion, empathy, life experience—things should be looking really good right now. But it's like, no, I don't want to lose this. I under—I completely understand what you what you guys are sharing. I don't want to lose this comfort. And comfort. then, but I'm—and I'm quite happy to expand the waistline while I sit in my comfort box (laughs) I'm like no (laughs) life is for living and get out there and and enjoy it so well this is going really well so what do you do other than the retreats because like that's not happening right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) no Sadly that's not happening right now no so the other thing we do is um coaching Right. Um, I obviously it's mainly uh, online or virtual coaching so we developed um like well actually towards the end of 2019 like our midlife method like an eight week program that um it's all about body mind and spirit because so, I mean, what we found is like a lot of approaches out there focus on what we call like the external so they'll yeah. work on you know you've got the diet or you've got the workout the workout and the diet but the reason those approaches fail is you know what we're just talking about you're not working on the on the inner work Like working on your limiting beliefs, working on your self-identity, believing you can become that person, and working towards a more positive mindset. Actually thinking, you know, rather than going, "Oh, I just want to be like slimmer" or "I want to be fitter." Going, "What's my goal? What do I want from life? And what's going to drive me there?" Um, And recognizing like everything interplays, right? And with you know, science is finding this out more and more. You know, you know, our gut is our second brain. What we eat affects our mood, affects our emotional state. So. You know, it's putting it all together and working with like all the hormonal changes that are going on at midlife to really, really like cement in this package of change that lasts.
2: Well, it actually started with um because we were working with midlifers anyway through 38 degrees north, and then we kept seeing all these similarities with our friends mm. and our clients, and then we thought hang on a minute should we do a podcast so that's where it actually started that's where it actually started so 2000 beginning of 2019 we decided to um get our podcast out there called the midlife mentors it was really basic i think it probably still <laughs> i still do all the editing but it yeah, was I think so do I. It, it's very, yeah it's very very real you know it's yeah. very it's a very authentic real take it's james and i We have guest people on now but you know it was a really authentic take on how we see midlife from that body mind and soul perspective and then from that from then on it was like hang on we're onto something here we're really helping people we're really getting the message out there and the response was lovely so so that's when we came up with the midlife method and the online side of our business because obviously as well because we couldn't run any of the fitness holiday stuff um, yeah. And it just went from there. It was, it's been it's been a, quite a beautiful journey for us, yeah, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And you're helping so many people in their lockdown status. Yeah, there's a lot of science and stuff that's now coming out. Like if I'm kind of down the rabbit hole of, of menopause, the tr- menopause transition, and a lot of, if you've seen my podcast, a lot of episodes actually do talk about menopause. And I kind of happen to fall into that conversation and I'm actually in that transition myself. So, you know, there is a lot of science that's coming out around how the lockdown, the pandemic and everything has affected um, menopausal women, right? Um, And we'll be seeing some really interesting data and stats, I'm sure, coming out pretty soon. Not just the physical changes, definitely the mental changes. Everyone can accept that. If there's one thing that's been really amazing from the pandemic, it's how much it's shone a light on the importance of mental health. I think we can sort of all agree on that. And you guys are already on top of that with your holistic programming, mind, body, and spirit. So that sounds awesome. um, I'm going to check it out. Um, I want to get onto the hormone conversation. (laughs) Here we go. Right. So it's good to have both both of you here. So I'll ask a couple of questions to both of you. Claire, you're in the early stages. and You know what I'm really excited about for you, Claire? When I was 41, I had no freaking idea. I'd never even heard of the word perimenopause. So I started to experience symptoms at 47. By 48, I'd figured out that's probably what it was, but I went through a year of hell. I'm so excited that you know so much more than I ever did at 41. How do you feel about what you now know and how that helps you help other people?
2: I love that question because, um, you know, I was doing a lot of work with women going through the perimenopause and menopause before I even started experiencing any symptoms myself. And and I think women aren't necessarily even aware, like you said, um, really on in their 40s even, or even late 30s or early 40s, of some of the hormonal changes that are creating some of the, the emotional side <laughs> really so you know i i am i am experiencing certain aspects of it my sleep um has been all over the place recently it could be down to lots of different things but yeah emotionally definitely me understanding what's going like you said you didn't me understanding what might be going on with the changes in my hormones my testosterone my estrogen you know my insulin my cortisol all of that and how they're interplaying gives me a lot more compassion for myself to be honest um oh. my body's not behaving um all the time in the way it used to and you know I would say that to women that I was working with but unless you you have started experiencing it 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 t- puts a different spin on it it puts a different edge on it so you know it it has I'm having a lot more compassion for what I'm experiencing right now um and I've seen a lot of women go through it, so I know what to expect. And that does, that does really, really help. But also the lifestyle factors that I've got dialed in, that I already had dialed in anyway, but that does change a little bit as you're mm. coming into your mid-40s. So so my long answer, I suppose, is the compassion, the understanding the the doing different things so I'm not doing so much really really hard cardio I'm pulling back a bit I'm going for longer walks I'm listening to my body more yeah I'm listening to my body
0: more. and isn't that so nice to wake up some days and I, you're probably like me you probably schedule your workouts you go okay I'm going to do these two weight training sessions and then I'm yeah. going to do that sprint hit class and then I'm going to do that yoga session going to go for a walk with my friend blah 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 there is one day out of the seven that's in my training schedule <laughs> that I wake up and I go, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. And I don't feel one iota of guilt, right? Isn't that the coolest thing?
2: Yeah, that's the best yeah. Thing. well, I got up and did that yesterday. So yeah. I, yesterday morning I woke up and I scheduled in, my gorgeous run around Hampstead Heath and some hill sprints afterwards and I woke up and I was like nah that <laughs> is not happening my body does not want that this morning um, yeah. and I love my body I respect my body it's beautiful so yeah. this is a place that we get hopefully this is how you know us women talking about this hopefully yeah. we help other people feel like that about themselves when they wake up and think you know what I'm just going to go for a walk instead so I went for a nice walk with our with our dog and not one bit of guilt I loved it I loved it I thought what can I get out of this instead of the run where you're flying past everything how can I really really take this as a as a beautiful moment yeah
0: oh I love that so much okay James (laughs) I'm here here we go (laughs) The whole, okay, menopause conversation. Now, you sent me a message along the lines of male menopause, the two words I jumped on top of. And I haven't had a guy guest on my podcast since episode 10, maybe 23 episodes ago, and that was my husband. (laughs) So he kind of had to do it. Um, And we we did a really fun episode where I listed the 34 symptoms that, you know, the normal, normal 34 symptoms that, you know, come under perimenopause. And I was in one city and he was in a, he was in Malaysia at the time and I was in New Zealand and we did it like a distance podcast like this. Oh. And I went through and listed every single symptom and asked him out of all these ones, which did I have? And I had 27 and he got every single one right. And he gave examples as well. How cool is that? How dialed in good. are you James?
1: <laughs> I'm pretty darned um I mean obviously like this is the area we work in so um you yeah, know we're both we're both certified menopause practitioners and I think it really helps I, I encourage all men out there to kind of like um, understand it a bit if you know if you're in a relationship with a woman like it's important you understand what's what's going on for them definitely because um once you understand that you can bring compassion to it um, otherwise you just you're just not really sure what's, go, what's going on you know we've talked about you know some of the emotional psychological the, the, the changes that women experience and if you if you're a bit unaware of it it could make it tricky for you so having that awareness around it um, it definitely definitely helps in the relationship and you know open communication so it's great you and your your hubby had that conversation I love that
0: yeah it was quite funny actually we had so much fun but it was, it was also a moment for both of us thinking, oh, in hindsight, oh, you know, like now that we're talking about it, I remember that, but I don't remember linking it to perimenopause or say, well, we never had that conversation before. I didn't say the words and there were things that were happening that, you know, did affect our relationship. And when I look back on it now, I'm like, oh shit, I wish I knew that, you know, I wish I could have said to him. Oh, I think this is probably perimenopause or here's here's the um, science because we're, we're in the fitness industry as well. So it's like the science to support, you know, um, bad moods and low libido and all those things that kind of really piss you off and you can't explain it to your significant other. So yeah, but well, you're a rock star, James. It's absolutely wow. awesome. If you're on top of it, which is very cool. So what's the male equivalent? Like, there probably is something and i just haven't spent the time looking <laughs> so can you enlighten yeah. me yeah
1: there definitely is and i think like the things you just touched on there about all those things and you know, men suffer from that too so imagine like if you're if you're in a relationship and both of you are suffering from those things but you're not communicating it and not understanding what happened what's happening that could really be a cocktail for like a lot of friction so it's really good if you are in a relationship to like talk about this stuff but for men so the andropause is called, which is the male menopause. Sorry
0: say that again. Andropause.
1: andropause. Yeah. Oh, okay, andropause, cool. Learning. I'm couples. learning. <laughs> basically, what's happening for men it's not it's not dissimilar to what's happening for women, it's driven by our hormones. So basically our testosterone production, which is our male sex hormone, like peaks in its 20s and then steadily declines. So by the time we're hitting our late 40s, early 50s, it can be between like 30 to 50 percent lower than it was in our twenties. Now, obviously testosterone plays a role in our libido, our energy, our vitality, but also plays a role in like, you know, our muscular strength, our, our yeah, regenerating our tissue, our bone density, even like our brain function. So, you know, what men can suffer from, and, but the thing is for women, it can be, I think it happens like faster. It's more of a, a faster drop off. So it's more noticeable. Whereas for men, it's this gradual thing. And what a lot of men I speak to say is like, They're going along, going along, and they suddenly have this kind of like moment where they're like almost observing themselves, going, Oh, what's happened here? Because like I can't, I can't get up, I can't get the energy, I have not really got the libido, I haven't got my sexual drive, um, I'm not as strong as I was. And it's kind of this like awakening that 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 something's changed, but not quite able to put their finger on it. Um and of course that will affect relationships as well. If the guy's starting to feel like he's losing his identity, because for a lot of men, their identity is wrapped up in this kind of like physical aspects. Yeah. And unfortunately the inevitability is that with age, those do decline unless we do something about it. And there is stuff we can do with lifestyle factors. So, they can start to you know, and at the moment it's like the mid the midlife crisis for men is still seen, unfortunately, as a bit of a joke. You've got a stereotype of the the guy like goes out, buys the open-top sports car, and starts wearing. Heads like, off shirts. to the
0: nightclub, hooks up with a twenty year old. Yeah, yeah, we've all seen it. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and then the
0: and then the 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 mirror to that the female is um and so for the guys it's kind of like woo hoo, but for the woman it's like now she's old and grumpy and mean,
1: <laughs> you yeah. know. if you think about the psychology what's going on the guy is like that's that's a desperate cry to try and reclaim that youth that's passed because he's not understanding what's happened here and how to work with it it's like yeah i want to feel like again like i did in my 20s so yeah sports car and younger model
2: (laughs) yeah and also i think you know that (laughs) lack of communication that you what you said earlier right you know the the beginning talking about andropause it's that communication between the male and the female talking about how they're experiencing this time in their life, you know, mm. and how they're being impacted by it. You know, he's he's experiencing this woman feeling confused, her body not behaving the way she used to, not feeling comfortable in her own skin, not really knowing what's going on, feeling very lonely and alienated, <clears throat> not feeling like she's comfortable speaking to the man like that. And then the man feels pushed away. He's experiencing his whole cocktail of emotions and then that's where that stereotypical thing of well I'm not feeling attractive I'm going to look outside myself yeah to get that validation to get that validation whereas us women we do tend to you know we might feel isolated and lonely but what's amazing is we're talking about perimenopause and menopause a lot more as well but just as women we talk about our emotions more so yeah yeah
0: yeah we do we do connect with other women and we pour the wine and sit down and have a little bit of a whinge and feel better within an hour and just keep doing that (laughs) but yeah with guys I mean I've had the same discussion with my husband in actual fact he probably does talk about this um you know the the ability to connect and with himself and understand what's going on with himself and then the fact that guys just generally don't have these conversations but yeah that's got to change right
1: it's, it's got to change right? we've got to, we've got to start shining yeah. a light on it and guys got to start talking about it more uh and yeah. realizing you know i think we always say awareness precedes change so yeah you know, if, if you something, if you're not sure what's going on you know it's the same for the female menopause like you said if you're completely unaware of what's going on it's like oh well you think you're going slightly mad right or yeah you just failing as a person so there's a lot of how people feel a lot of the guys i speak to it's just like i just don't feel like i'm i'm a person anymore but yeah we understand what's going on we can bring compassion to it if we're like oh yeah right, okay so this is what's happening i understand that here's maybe something i can do with my lifestyle factors you know
2: uh, yeah i think just to to bring it bring it to uh, real reality here in the uk well in england and wales 75 percent of All the suicides last year were male. Oh, we've got a
0: massively huge suicide rate in New Zealand. Same thing. It's it's, it's sort of men, sort of 40, 35 plus. And there's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Where did they get the support? Who do they talk to? Do you even open up? You know, like there's all those simple things that you can go, you can pinpoint and go, well, that's why. You know like there's no one to talk to and there's no understanding of the change that's happening and then of course impact that with losing your job trying to support your family all those things right and you can see it's a cocktail for disaster so um james what kind of tips would you give guys that are sort of hitting their mid-40s or potentially about to ram the wall of midlife crisis (laughs) how can we prevent that like what do you what do you do
1: so um the the best advice I can give you is is start to look after the only home you have, which is your body. Right. So, um, yeah, it really is move it or lose it. So what we want to do, there's a lot of research out there that shows that if we can like train, first up, we're losing muscle mass because our testosterone is declining. So we want to start resistance training, definitely, which, you know, might mean hitting the weights in the gym, but you can do it at home with like your body weight, or simple equipment like kettlebells but definitely start doing that resistance training you want to preserve that muscle mass there's also um, research that shows like if we if we consistently train like in this way with resistance training in here we'll temporarily elevate our testosterone levels and our human growth growth hormone levels so if we're doing that over time you know we can't unfortunately push our base rate back up what we can do is, is effectively slow the rate of decline by keep elevating on a regular basis day after day after day after day so guys start training if only for that reason to keep your test levels up because that's going to have a knock-on effect in the energy you have in the libido you have in the drive you have as well as you know making you feel better feel stronger and making you look better because here's the other thing is um as we lose muscle mass muscles metabolically active so if we're not addressing the nutrition side of course as we're burning calories at a slower rate we're going to put on body fat which we don't want to do so you want to preserve that muscle mass um like build that strength back up and, and just look after the body. And then the flip side of that, it starts to get your nutrition side. You know, avoid high sugar foods that cause inflammation in the body. Um, watch out for things like phytoestrogen. So stuff like a lot of guys start to eat more and more soy as you know vegetarian and vegan becomes more, but that can raise the estrogen levels in the body, which is the last thing we wanna do when we're trying to keep our testosterone elevated. So, you know, just start eating a healthier diet, move your body more. But I say, as importantly, you've got to do some mindset work, right? Like figure out what's going on for you, like start setting goals for yourself, personal goals. Because So many men I speak to have this kind of like almost out of body experience, you know, like you're referring to there, the psychological impact is not just driven by the hormones and the physical changes. It's like, ah, I'm at this point in my life where I thought I was kind of sold this dream that I'd have everything figured out I'd be at the pinnacle of my career I'd have no mortgage I'd be like having the time of my life yeah but generation x is generation squeezed it's like oh my god I'm you know I'm I'm struggling with my career I'm balancing finances I'm I'm balancing aging parents kids teenagers (laughs) teenagers all this like cocktail of pressure and so the main thing on that is like start working on developing like a positive mindset by setting micro goals that are things for you and start managing your stress because stress really is not to be dramatic the silent killer and uh the stress hormone cortisol you know if we're if we're going through this menopause male or female if our cortisol is elevated as well it's just going to hammer it's going to intensify all those negative effects we don't want so we've got to learn start managing our stress and bringing that down
0: Yeah. Hey, thanks for all that, Um, those tips. That's awesome. I know that a lot of women, because I have a massive female following for the podcast, will be so happy to have you, you know, speaking on behalf of the guys. And I know that, that will that will help their significant others as well. Um actually it's really interesting that you you noted quite a few things there that actually work for menopausal women as well. So, you know, the strength training becomes really important. I'm a massive advocate of like hit and cardio and I've just completely flipped that, right? So I do maximum forty-five minutes of HIT a week and I divide it up, and my focus is on strength training. So um, that's Probably the same for guys, you know, and, and it's about getting the testosterone levels back. But the yeah. interesting thing on the nutrition is the phytoestrogens and it's not such the same thing for women. Like, you know, for, for women, that's something that we might want to include in our nutrition. So, therefore, when we're making the salads, you know, I'll have this and he'll have that. And <laughs> so that's yeah, kind exactly. of ha- happening in our home as well. So it's really, really cool to hear your perspective on fantastic lifestyle tips for midlife men. Um mm-hmm. I'm just, I often ask the question, you know, to my guests, you know, what do you do personally that keeps you feeling sexy? Now, the word sexy often gets misconstrued aligned with sex and porn and everything else, but I feel like it's a mojo. It's a feeling of I'm living my best life. I'm stepping out. This is me. This is me in my, you know, my true essence and authenticity. When I look at you guys chatting, I think that's fucking sexy right there. Just the fact that you have this open communication with the changes that you're experiencing as a couple. And I think it's wonderful, you know, like it is freaking cool, um, like but you. individually, what sort of things do you set up for yourself that make you feel sexy? That you, you're aging, but but you go, I'm I'm into this. This is the stuff that makes me feel 100%. Um, do
2: you know what it is for me? A lot of it from um, feeling sexy is about that connection to who, who I really am, the truth of who I really yeah. am. That's what I find mm-hmm. really sexy. So feeling more confident of being seen and heard and... Um, reclaiming my power, reclaiming my my feminine divine feminine power makes me feel sexy. So I think that's something that um, I definitely help women do or support women to do as well. But finding that in little moments of the day I get up and I, I do my rituals, I do my um, intentions for the day, that makes me feel like in that essence that's not necessarily describable in words but it's that power within my stomach and then i t- carry that throughout the day that makes me feel sexy uh training definitely makes me feel sexy i hear you um yeah straight the strength training makes me feel so sexy yeah. you know, lifting yeah <laughs> lifting heavy lifting heavy. yeah not lifting heavy to the point where you're not looking after your body and that you're not doing it properly because I see a lot of women doing that as well but yeah. you know um lifting heavy um looking strong um and inspiring other women to actually do that makes me feel sexy so oh, cool. um yeah that's basically um uh, Reclaiming that divine feminine power within me, and then doing it physically
1: as well in the gym, is makes me feel sexy. Mm.
0: Love, love, love. Okay, James, you're
1: up. <laughs> uh, well, for me, I guess it's probably similar a people. But I find my my sexiness is wrapped up in my confidence. Right, so I say, I think yeah. sometimes you're confident but not sexy. But you can't be sexy without confidence. So I'm always. Like Claire, you know, I've got, I've got morning rituals I do to like set my day, get grounded. But again, it's like training, moving my body. Like um, I've, I've taken up boxing recently. Cool. Just, yeah. Just, fit, Just I think mean, just fit, you've got to feel good about yourself. So then you can be like start to feel sexy and project. So when I'm doing self-care, basically making sure I'm working out, um, doing the rituals. And it's interesting if I, if I, for some reason, like just fall off with that or just you know, let it slide a bit then my, my my I guess my, my sexiness falls as well so making sure I stay on top of that and yeah. then together just making sure we communicate and connect yeah. and make time for dates
0: yeah we're going yeah. on a date yes. tonight love oh, 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 okay. it I'm actually just thinking we should have a double date at some point in the future
1: <laughs> my, yeah.
0: my husband and I also have the morning rituals we'll sit down together and it's really really quiet in the house there's nobody awake and um he's got his journaling and i've got mine and then we'll do a meditation and yeah i mean it's pretty cool and it and it does really connect you to Mm -hmm. yourself but also as a couple which is pretty awesome isn't it that you are like-minded in that way because it's a lot harder if it's like one person trying to improve themselves and the other person is going through their crisis (laughs) that's pretty hard Yeah. yeah Oh, well, you guys are amazing, and it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Sexy Aging Podcast. I'm really excited that this episode will be coming out just slightly after World Menopause Day. Yeah. I... Um, have an episode coming out with a really, really good friend that we're both in the same space doing cool stuff. And, but you guys will follow that same week because I'm doing a double whammy and I've got the double rock star team right here. So oh, thank you awesome. guys so thank you. much. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been
1: awesome. It really great helps. to see your smiley face early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you so yeah, much for
0: having you. us on. You guys have an awesome day today. <laughs> Take oh, care. See, have a great you. evening. Okay. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sexy Aging. Every episode leaves me feeling more educated and inspired. If there is a topic that you would like to hear about or a person you believe would make a great guest for Sexy Aging, then drop me an email, tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at sexyaging.com or direct message to the Sexy Aging Instagram or Facebook accounts.